Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com/toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Hey, guys, this app is all about breakups, and I just wanted to remind you guys beforehand that there is a breakup guide that we developed for you at www.theartofcharmpodcast.com slash breakups or www.theartofcharm.com slash breakups. There's a breakup guide. It's a free ebook for you guys. It helps guide you through the process, shows you what to do if she starts crying or losing it, where to go and do this. It's a lot of the steps that we outline in the show, but in more detail, and it's free. Just go to theartofcharm.com slash breakups and grab that for yourself in case you need it or send it to a buddy who needs it. You all know we know somebody who's long overdue and probably just holding off because they don't know how to do it. This is your chance to get them the help they need. Welcome to the Art of Charm podcast, the show that's more than just about getting the girl, but putting a little bit of brown sugar on your personal growth oatmeal. I'm Jordan Harbinger. I'm here with AJ, live from the Art of Charm headquarters on Hollywood Boulevard, where all the magic happens at AOC boot camps and training courses. Got a week-long program going, and the guys are tearing it up out with our coaches from Mexico. What do we got this week? Mexico, Canada, Canada, U.S., and there was one other random country this week in Australia, as usual. So... Guys, we're not doing a guest this week, but we're going to do a toolbox. And a lot of guys have been asking us, I'm about to break up with a girl, or I need to break up with a girl, any tips? And after hearing that for a long time, many times, and mostly hearing about people going, so here's how I broke up with her, and then both of us cringing and having them just have total meltdowns or ruin ruin just destruction of burning bridges and scorched earth we decided to put together a toolbox episode on breakups how they work and how to sort of best practices so that you don't end up going wow i totally blew that and also so that you don't stay in a relationship for too long because you don't have a game plan i think a lot of people do that right right and i think guys don't want to be on the negative receiving end of a bad breakup mm-hmm. and having to deal with all that baggage. So yeah. we want to clean things up as tidy as we can and you know leave her at least in as good a place as we can. Right, yeah, because at AOC we always say leave her better than you found her. And that means that when you break up with her, there's a lot of things that you can avoid doing and there's a lot of things that you can make sure that you do do to make sure that she doesn't leave the relationship saying, what a dick, I'm going to smash his car windshield in or worse. And also so that she doesn't feel terrible about herself and that she's never going to find love again or whatever because a lot of these breakups are very emotional both for the receiver 
receiver and the giver. So what we want to do is have a game plan so that you can go about this without really just you know uprooting all of your your possibilities for a clean break and a friendship. And yeah, and it's important end. to realize that at one point you guys did deeply care about each mm-hmm. other, and there's no reason to turn it into a situation that would cause either one of you to become vindictive. Which I think a lot of guys without a plan find themselves either trapped in a relationship because they don't have a plan to get out right. or breaking things off really nastily and having a lot of baggage after. Yeah. A lot of guys do stupid crap like they'll cheat in order to make it so that she breaks up with them uh, or they'll just you know fall off the face of the earth and not return phone call. I mean I myself have pulled that one back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to be really busy for months and then the girl's like what's going on and you're like uh – I don't know. Because you don't know because yep. you're an idiot. You're 20. You have no idea what's going on. But instead of handling it maturely, you just radio silence method. That's not cool. Um, but I think the first thing that guys probably should back it up a little bit and guys need to be sure that they are going to do this because one thing that is bad for you is if you go, well, you know, this just isn't what it used to be. I'm bored. Maybe I should break up now or – Hmm, she is always late for our dates. Maybe I should break up with her. Or, you know, things that, like, people don't really understand the finality here. You shouldn't be breaking up with somebody that you have a lot of investment in when you can fix things with a little bit of effort. Because no relationship is perfect. Yeah, I think there's essentially some cost benefit analysis that has to go on. Uh, on one hand, obviously, you don't want to spend a lot of time working on a relationship when that time could be spent finding someone who's a better fit for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think some guys are too quick to pull the trigger because they're ready for the next new thing right. and the new shiny object. And they may distance themselves artificially simply only to find themselves just as unhappy. Right. I, I agree. And I think a lot of people focus on or don't focus on the right things, which is think about why you're unhappy in the relationship. Don't focus on – well, she doesn't meet my expectations in these categories. That's a little bit of a different and more immature perspective, I think, to look at why someone's failing you versus why maybe you're just unhappy. Yeah, I think there's sort of two things that occur. There's behaviors that are correctable, and then there's sort of mindsets that uh, take a lot more effort to correct. So if she's just doing something that is nagging or uh, behavior that you find inconsiderate, that's different than her having like a different view on children or religion. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, those are sort of more along the lines of deal breakers for me than something that's like, oh, she doesn't put away her toothbrush or she's always yelling at me for leaving the toilet seat up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, her friends are all stupid and I don't like them or there's a myriad of things or her cooking sucks. I mean, there's a myriad of things that aren't, you know, deal breakers and shouldn't be deal breakers, but really you guys need to decide what that is. And the bottom line question really becomes, am I going to be happier in the long run if this relationship comes to an end? You know, how are things going to be for me in a week or a month or three months or even in a year? Um, And that's a really tough question to answer, especially when you're younger, because it's really hard to think about anything. When you're 20, it's impossible to think that far ahead. When you're 30, it's still hard, but you can do it because you've done it before. And I would imagine that when you're 40, you're like, same old shit, different day. And listen, I mean, staying together eats up time, which is a resource you don't get back. And especially for women, they're very cognizant of that. You know, they have the biological clock, so to speak. So if you're just not really thinking that the relationship's ever going to go to engagement marriage and just kind of holding on because it's you know easy or comfortable, yeah. uh, that can build up a hell of a lot of resentment on that breakup point because you wasted both of your time, which I think is very important. As guys, we may not think about that as readily because, oh, she cooks for you or she cleans and you know she moved in and it's going to be a pain to move out all of her stuff. But ultimately, you're wasting both of your time. And you know, one of the things here that we focus on at The Art of Charm is making sure that you're selective with who mm-hmm. you let into your life and getting the best out of your life, maximizing it. That's what real men do uh, instead of the boyish mentality, which is like, oh, this is easy. I'll just stick with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And breakups really, when it comes down to it, are an unavoidable part of life. Um, if you haven't had a nasty breakup yet, you're probably going to have a nasty breakup at some point. Some of us get lucky and don't, but most of us always hit that. Whether we cause it ourselves um, or we're the initiator of it or we're the receiver of it, there's always going to be something like that. It's going to suck no matter what, and you can mitigate 
especially if you're the one initiating. So there's, there's basically a right way to do it. And a lot of times people will stay in a relationship um, because, like you said, it's convenient, it's easy, and also it triggers those dopamine centers in our brain, those addiction centers, and it can be tough to pull the plug on anything like that. That's it's it's Sometimes it's as hard to quit a relationship as it is to quit smoking or, or whatever. Yeah, especially with something that has the physical component, mm-hmm. that outside of just the fact that you guys enjoy the same things or do the same things together, anytime there's that physical bonding that goes on, in a relationship, it's going to be difficult to lose that and move on from. Exactly. So without harping on that too much, guys really need to examine their motivations, the permanence, and and pull the trigger. Um, But also some do's and don'ts aren't going to hurt either. I think one of the – speaking of the fact that it was just Thanksgiving, it's, you know, the holiday time of year, now is not the best time to break up with somebody that you're in a long-term relationship with. Yeah, I, awkward Thanksgiving dinner conversation is, oh, how's your boyfriend doing? Uh, oh, Crickets. He's yeah. no longer your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, that can really uh, be hurtful in this time where people tend to really stick together and, and be seen as a couple. Yeah. And obviously there's the thought of, oh, so you just avoiding giving the gifts or doing the travel, doing the holiday thing. So I think – for the most part, avoiding this time of year to actually end things and, and put finality on unless it's an abusive, emotionally or physical sure. relationship. In which case, leave now. Right. Don't even bring your shit. I think that really for guys, they don't put a lot of thought into that. But right. as you said earlier, no one wants to be brunch fodder for the douchiest ex-boyfriend right. ever. Yeah. And especially going home as a as a girl and even if she broke up with you – uh, or you, or obviously in this case initiated it, that makes her kind of a failure, even if it was not going anywhere anyway. Going home single, uh, having, see, uh, having her see all her new friends or old friends rather with their new relationships, people get married, you know, all these new things happening, all these Christmas babies and things like that, she's going to feel like crap. I mean there's really no reason for you to do that. Now don't use this as an excuse to then go, yeah, and her birthday's in February, yeah, you know, and summer's right around the corner – and then suddenly it's next Christmas. You need to avoid holidays and birthdays, but I don't mean by a month. I mean, if it's our birthday, maybe don't dump her the day before or the day after. But, you know, the week after that, it, things wind down. Feel free to go ahead and make that happen because otherwise you're really going to, again, rationalize yourself into staying. Yeah, I think it's a difficult decision, but it, it needs to be put in a way that you think of it as final. I think sometimes guys think, oh, we'll just make up. You know, we'll just go through a little period of a uh, a breakup, and then oh, she'll she'll come crawling back to me. But if you're making that decision, you're pulling the trigger. It needs to be thought of as final. Exactly, uh, and of course, putting it off makes it even harder because the longer a relationship lasts, the harder any kind of breakup is. So if you're putting it off and you end up putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, chances are if you're listening to this right now and you're going, you know what, I should do that. I'm glad there's a game plan episode. You've probably already been putting this off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a whole lot of people are going to listen to this and go, you know what? I should break up with my girlfriend. Anybody who's really listening to this right now with intent to apply has probably been going, oh, man, I just need to figure out how I'm going to pull the trigger on this for the last few months. Yeah, healthy relationships don't involve a lot of daydreaming about what things would be like if you were single. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself wondering, well, what would it be like if I was with someone else? Mm-hmm. Or you know, what if I just had a few months to be single and tear up the town? Uh, odds are the relationship isn't a good fit. Exactly, yeah. Um, and definitely you guys want to pick an appropriate place. Um, a lot of people think, oh, cool, you know, I don't want her to freak out or, like, go crazy. So let's do this over dinner. So you go to a restaurant where you guys hang out all the time and then suddenly you've got a crying mess at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, I'd be crying if I was at the Cheesecake Factory, period. <laughs> so the, the less public, the better. Um, and... You definitely don't want to do it in a place where the person who's on the receiving end is going to feel uh, really vulnerable. You know, you, you don't want to be at their their office. That's a dick move. Um, any kind of wedding that you two are at together is a giant no-no. Um, in a car, because you guys are trapped together. Mm-hmm. Fighting in a car over anything is always crap. I, as with everything, it's time and place, mm-hmm. right? But. Always, always, always prep for the emotional breakdown, which is bound to happen, right? You guys were together. You were committed. So emotions are going to be strongly tied to it. And you owe that to her, a safe place for her to feel entirely vulnerable, which is Mm -hmm. what a breakup is. And then be respectful of that. You know, when there's going to be tears, that's fine. But to 
turn yourself into cold calculating and then try to get some you know easy way out by being cheeky at a restaurant or right. you know at a nightclub. Uh, just is never the way to go. And again, we're not trying to be memorable on the negative. We want to be memorable on the positive. Exactly. Yeah, I think one of the other major points, people go, okay, great, you know, I'll have her over to my house or we'll do it at her house. You got to be careful with this too because breaking up is very emotional and a lot of times that it can end in sex or, you know, which then leads to another desperate couple of weeks of like figuring it out, working on this and that. So you want to make that healthy dose of oxytocin exactly right back where you started. Right. So, so and a lot of times um, guys and girls both will use sex as a manipulation. So if you're if you're breaking up and this episode, of course, is mostly geared towards you guys here. Um, if you're breaking up with her and she's done the whole I'm going to throw sex at you until you change your mind thing, doing it in public will short circuit that a little bit. And then you just have to be really careful that you don't fall for the old it's 1 a.m. Can you just come over? I just really want to talk about it uh, strategy. Doing it in a place where you can't take your pants off is a good rule. Though. Yes, exactly. Um, and one, once you start doing this and, you're, and of course goes without saying you're doing this in person. Um, don't do it on the phone. Unless you've only gone out, I don't know, we should probably come up with a rule of thumb here. I feel like if you've gone out less, maybe three to five times, you can break up on the phone because you're not really in a relationship. Yeah, I think at that point you're just dating. Yeah. But when you're in a committed relationship where you're not sleeping with anyone else, she's not sleeping with anyone else, then in person is the only way to do it outside of a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you guys both are in the same location, it's simply you being a coward and avoiding yeah. actually handling it like a man. Yeah. goes goes without saying if you text her to tell her you don't want to see her anymore, you're a giant dick for no and reason. And the other thing is, as we talk about a lot, body language is a powerful way to communicate. And you obviously don't have that over the phone. Even though you may have FaceTime, uh, her being able to see your body language, read your body language will make things more resolute in her mind and in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point, AJ. There's, there's something to be said for if you're being a pussy and you're doing it over the phone or you're doing it over text, she knows, hey, you're obviously not that resolute because you couldn't even face me. So if I can get in front of you, especially in a place where she can get you – you know, fooling around, mm -hmm. then she knows she's got you by the balls. If you show up and you talk to her and you say, listen, this isn't working, you're a great girl, but I'm not really interested, blah, 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 whatever, and we'll go over that in a bit, then she knows there's less of a chance where she can just try to turn around and, and run into you randomly and talk you out of it, which exactly. happens, right? Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get back to the show. Speaking of which, I think it's important to just be honest and give the real reason for a breakup. A lot of guys do the whole, I mean, there's a cliche, right? It's not you, it's me. And that's usually true, but it's it's just drenched in bullshit. Uh, a lot of guys, for example, nothing w- is going to make up for the fact that you cheated on her and that says a lot about your relationship or that um, she didn't take care of you when you got mono or meningitis and she ignored you and barely texted you during that whole time that you were sick. I mean, even if it's you, there are reasons that at one point you felt strongly about her and now she's pushed you away. Mm -hmm. So it is a cop out. And ultimately it allows for those feelings to stay raw Mm -hmm. and maybe even her to continue pining over you and think that there's a chance of reconnection, which we'll also talk about later. Exactly. And I, I think there's also something to be said for owing people the the gift of honesty unless you think that they're going to be v- freaking violent with you or something like that then there's something to be said for saying hey listen you know when you blew me off because i got sick that made me feel like shit and I, it was just obvious that you didn't care that much don't tell her you know i'm just really busy with work and school yeah it's that's the not helpful rule right i mean if, if you were on the other end of a breakup and she was just like it's not you it's me uh, don't you think your mind would start to wander as to what you did and and you would go to a, a dark place maybe, be really self-critical when simply receiving the honesty of, you know, well, we weren't a good fit. You're not touchy enough. You don't do the things that I like to do would go a long way to, to again, getting some finality to the situation, which when there's never finality, you can end up taking a breakup and, and those negative impacts for years. Mm-hmm. And I know guys who've been in lengthy relationships who then you know basically are no longer themselves for a couple years. Sure, because think about this. If you get a blank in your head and you don't know why someone broke up with you, you might be thinking, I'm never going to be good enough for somebody like that. When really you're just going, and I'm still hung up on my ex, sorry. Right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with her. Could very well have very little to do with her other than she wasn't able to take your mind off your ex, which isn't really her fault. Um, And so it pays to be very honest in both directions. And I think one of the things that guys need to do is also be damn prepared to back up the reasons for breaking up in the first place a lot of people come in and go all right i'm gonna go like tell them you know hey you're cool let's just be friends but the truth is she's gonna be like wait the wait a second we've been dating for six months what do you mean it's not you it's me see you at the football game like that's not gonna happen what the hell is wrong you need to be able to back up your reasons with sincere answers and before having that talk that ends a relationship you should probably write down a list if not come up with a full breakup plan and uh, a lot of guys you know who will call us here at AOC and do like one-off phone coaching sessions where we will come up with a breakup plan with you that you write down and then you can stick to it. It makes it really easy to stick to your guns. Because if you have trouble remembering examples during emotional discussions and arguments and you're, you're getting really wound up, you need to write these things down in advance and, and often helps to talk this over and even maybe role play it with somebody. Right. And in situations where maybe there's some codependency or you know there's intense neediness on her part, if she doesn't get clear answers, she's not going to see the breakup as actually being a breakup. Mm-hmm. And that could lead to her continuing to chase you and actually uh, be detrimental to your future mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So it's very important. You know, one of the things that I always say on Tuesday in class for the guys is be prepared to answer any question that you pose to her 
because it's very easy for her to flip it right back around. Like, what are you into? Okay, right. well, be ready to answer that question if you're going to ask her what she's into. And it's the same thing with the breakup. You know, be ready to answer her what do you mean questions, and not in a situation where you're just breaking up to break up or off the cuff. I right. think a lot of times we get really emotional and we're like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out, I'm over this. But that again doesn't bring that closure that she needs for both of you guys to move on. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And I mean, obviously nobody likes to get dumped or broken up with, but obviously everyone appreciates the truth. Everyone appreciates those reasons. And, and there's no point in being negative. And I think this sort of draws uh, on your last point as well. There's always going to be, well, not always, there's often bad blood, but you don't want to focus on some of these little nitpicky reasons like, and you're a freaking slob, you know, like that's – if that's not a deal breaker, just leave it out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. If she comes to you eight months later and she's like, I just want to make sure I don't make the same mistakes, tell her, yeah, you know, I hate it when you leave all your crap on the floor in the kitchen. It really pisses me off. Um, other people might not like that. But you need to focus on those big reasons, you know, is – What's making the relationship painful? Um, focus on those fundamental issues destroying the relationship and don't nitpick on those little annoyances. A lot of times those no- annoyances and things like that are symptoms of the underlying issues. Exactly. And behaviors, again, are easily corrected if it's brought to her attention. So you owe her that opportunity. And she, just like you would say, she owes you the opportunity to put the seat down if that's really bothering her. But that's probably ultimately not the deal breaker in her mind. The deal breaker is probably the way that you treat her while you're out. Exactly. Or the way that her friends view her. So it's important for you to realize that, you know, tiny little details and nuances of everyday life are not important here. The global reasons that are pushing you two apart need to be addressed and allow both of you to move on and better yourselves. And it's, again, back to the golden rule. Like, in the breakups that I've had where I've been broken up with, I've received really honest feedback, and that's been actionable, and I feel that I'm a better person for it. Uh, You know, it it led me to make changes in my life that ultimately now make me more dateable. Uh Yeah, and and it's basically the least you can do for somebody that you've spent that much time with and decided to call it quits with. And following along with that, Uh, again, is taking ownership of what's about to happen. It's very easy for you to just start slinging at her, you're this, you're that, you're this. Uh, But again, that just is is wounding her. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's not the high road. That's not being a man. That's being petulant. That's being petty. So it's very important that you articulate what is bothering you, what's affecting you in the relationship, and what's not working for you, more so than what exactly she's doing in, in a bullet pointed list of every negative about her. Right. So instead of maybe saying, hey, you're really clingy and insecure, you can say something like, I need a lot of independence and freedom in my relationship. So you frame it in terms of yourself and not in terms of what you don't like about her or what's not working. Right. And it allows her to then rationalize, okay, well, maybe we're not a good fit versus, oh, my God, he's such an asshole. He's held all these feelings about me. Right. And he's never loved me from day one, which it's, is just not the case. Right. And there's no need to program somebody with, I'm an insecure, clingy person. That same person who's clingy and insecure might be the exact amount of clingy that somebody else needs. And yes, maybe that's a codependent on healthy relationship for them, but that's none of your business. Right. Again, the, ultimately, it, in taking ownership, it's about you. It's not necessarily about them. Although they have led you to feel that way, it's about you being like, this is what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and this is what I need. Right. And it, it makes it impossible for them to disagree with you. If you say, I need a lot of independence in my relationships and freedom in my relationships, they can't say, no, you don't. You don't need that. They can't argue with you on that. But if if you say you're clingy and insecure, now she's going, well, fuck you then, dude. You're clingy and insecure. You're the one who did this and when, well, give me an example. And she could pull out bullshit examples of times where she wasn't clingy and insecure. Exactly. You know, And that gets into a tit for tat, which is ultimately not going to be effective in ending things wisely. Yeah, and I, I think it's also important to realize that our point of view is probably skewed. Not just even maybe – it's it for sure is skewed we're focusing on what we're focusing on um they might seem in that's following that same example she might seem insecure to you but it doesn't mean that she is or maybe that person was only insecure with you 
because of a pattern of behavior that built up over the last few months or years. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I call these reality checks, but in relationships where communication breaks down and you go on thinking things are one way and she goes on thinking things are another way and then that reality check never happens, ultimately these behaviors can lead to a breakup. So communication breakdown early in the relationship and those underlying issues that aren't handled build into this giant ball of resentment. And when that's popped, it gets really messy. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And especially once you start to pile blame on other people when they're hurting – that's really not good at all because she's already going to be pissed. Even if you handle this like a freaking prince, she's going to be freaking mad. And even in the moment, if she's like, wow, you handled that really well. I'm really proud of you. That's so mature. That does not mean that she's not going to go home, call her friend Angela on the phone, and then the next day not be fucking furious at you because people have wound her up or she the emotion wave finally hit. That's the other reason why you don't make it about her because she goes back to her sounding board of friends who are like, what are you talking about? You're amazing. We love you. We're your friend. Uh, You're not needing and secure with us. Yeah. Uh, Versus, okay, yeah, he says he just needs more independence and he he doesn't feel stifled. Well, her friends really have no viewpoint on that because they don't know the intimacy of your relationship. Right. And they might even say that's bullshit. What an idiot. And that's better for them to be saying his loss rather than what do you mean he made you feel bad and trampled your ego into the dirt and then called you a bunch of needy and secure names and made fun of your – Right. Your people. loss is better than, OK, we need to get this guy. Figure out how to, tra- to ruin his life. Yeah, exactly. And so it's always better instead of blaming them and putting the blame on them to take it upon yourself, take the high road and focus on what isn't matching up in the relationship. Um, And I think that you'll find that that makes things – that tip alone makes things a lot easier. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, no matter who you are and obviously you're listening to the show, so you're uh, into self-growth. Uh, it's important to get those honest feedback moments in your life. And again, a breakup is one of those really clear moments where that can happen. Mm-hmm. If if you foster that, if you create that environment, because just as you know, as we're saying, you could be feeling a certain way. Wouldn't it be really helpful for her then to feel comfortable enough to open up to you and be like, well, you know, well, these were ways that I was feeling about you that maybe you weren't aware of. Yeah. And now you can work on in your next relationship or with her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, that's that's really good uh, advice and a really good point is use this as a stepping stone to self-betterment. Like you were saying before, when you've been broken up with in the past, you got really good advice from people. And I look at I look at emotional situations that I had years ago with my exes and, and I look at it and go, oh man, you know, I wish I could ask him this. And then the little feedback that I did get, whether or not it was like, you know, while she was throwing something at my head or not, was pretty valuable. You know, like you're always such a dick about this. And it's like, that's a pattern that maybe you want to break if it's actually true, especially if you've heard about this from, say, two or three girlfriends. You might want to look into it. They're not just crazy. It's probably you. Yeah, I mean I've been in enough relationships to, to run the gamut on breakups. I've been through good ones, bad ones, and silent ones. And the the one that really jumps to mind was the silent one where you know we both kind of thought, thought it was amicable and mutual, and then uh, I didn't really – take it as I needed to work on myself or improve. And then a couple years later, I stumbled across her blog and apparently I sent her into therapy. Crazy. You know, actions that I had no idea because we obviously didn't have clear communication. Mm-hmm. And now I've become a focal point in her life of like, this is the worst. That's scary. Which is pretty hurtful. Yeah. You know? And it, it obviously, no one wants to be someone's worst or the moment of like hatred of men. Right. So yeah. I think it's really important that you open up that platform of communication, right? It's the same thing with initiating a relationship and, and starting to build rapport with someone. You need to lead and create that comfortable space for her to open up in. And you're not going to create that comfortable space if all you're doing is lobbing bombs at her. You're mm-hmm. this, you're that. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% true. And I think when we're looking at breaking up as a process and as a plan, this might sound a little bit callous. But there's the reality is this process of breaking up can be short, sweet, concise, and manageable. Or it can be a total goat fuck and a mess. And what you do determines – which one of these it is. Which is why we're arguing to plan, plan accordingly. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that you can do is decide in advance on how much time you're going to spend doing this. Um, and this is this is something that you might want to make sure – for example, you don't want to set up something open-ended where you're just like maybe hanging out at her place talking about this. You know, you should be somewhere where there's 
at least some sort of time pressure where it's like, hey, you guys have been at this coffee shop for two hours or you're in this public place and the sun's going down. Maybe you should go home and and call it a day. Right. We – we definitely feel like the environment should be comfortable enough where you guys can both share personal information. But at the same time, doing it on your couch or her couch doesn't really give either of you that escape opportunity that's sometimes necessary. You know, It's sort of the little relief valve mm-hmm. with all these emotions being thrown at one another. If you don't have that sort of clear out or she doesn't have that clear out, things can get even more messy. Yeah, it's definitely important because if you get blindsided or if she gets blindsided and we're looking at this, there could very well be a sort of Hail Mary, let's keep him talking until I come up with a game plan type of scenario. And the other thing is people in general aren't wired to get physically violent in public, especially females. Oh, that's interesting. Females. That's true. That's 100 percent true. A lot of the that. physical violence and the nastiness will come out in private where there isn't really social repercussions. Mm-hmm. So she'll probably handle things a little bit better if there are other people around, not necessarily able to hear the conversation. But there is a social consequence to her going crazy nutso bitch on you and like yeah. throwing shit or right. grabbing the knife. Like, <laughs> So it, it is important to realize that uh, you want a safe environment for yourself and her mental and emotional stability. Yeah. For the record, I've never had anybody try to hurt me after breaking up physically, but I don't want to ignore the idea that I have. Go crazy. In, in yeah. emotions, oh, yeah. In emotions, she can really uh, you know, have that sort of – gut instinct of like I need to hurt this person as much as he's hurting me and sometimes it can come out physically scary yeah and I I think also it's so much easier for you to stick to your guns if the conversation doesn't drag out because there is that element of fatigue where you're like God, we've been talking for four hours. She's really lobbying hard and for another chance. And who's good at talking? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She could talk for seven hours right. and probably talk you back into not only a relationship but maybe even marriage. So <laughs> it's important to keep in mind that you're not going to win the battle of words uh, in, in a situation where there's no clear time frame for you to exit. Yeah. So definitely you might even want to start the conversation with a literal time constraint like, hey, I've got to go at 3 when it's 1 p.m. You know, hey, I've got a thing at three, so I've got to leave around two thirty. But I really wanted to talk to you about something important. Boom! Now you have a, a and wall. Let your friends know. It's kind of like the blind, the old school there blind date, where yeah. your friends, you know, know that something's happening, and they can do a check in. Like, hey, is everything cool? Do you need my assistance? Do you need to roll? Um, you know, having that out. That like, no, I literally have to go right now. And your friends like, yo, you said this is only gonna be an hour, and you've mm-hmm. gone three. Is everything yeah. okay? Do we need you know, to send Letting in people in your life know what's about to happen that are important to you can also be that, again, that release nozzle that we're talking about, that valve that allows some of the pressure to dissipate. Family ob- uh, obligations, friend obligations, having people call you who you said were going to call you to meet up. Not a female friend, not a girl that you need to go hang out with, nothing like that. Make it somebody that she knows who is non-threatening. You know, especially if it's a family, cousin, brother, mother, father. Is even and then better. give yourself enough time to, like, blow off a little steam afterwards. I think that's important. A lot of times if you wait to do it till 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes this, like, no escape. Like, the only thing I could do is go to bed and stare at the ceiling all night versus, like, okay, that happened. Maybe I can grab a beer with a buddy or yeah. I could go catch a movie or something to get your mind off of it. Because it's, it's going to be a huge emotional drain. There's yeah. no getting around it. Yeah, I remember uh, – a long time ago, you broke up with somebody. You called me. I was in a movie theater, and we just went to the bar. Like, yeah. Straight to the bar. That was a hell of a hangover after that. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. 
Expect to spend at least an hour breaking up and longer if the relationship lasted a year or more. If you've been dating for three years, this is not something that you're going to handle in 45 minutes. Um, you may need hours. You may need multiple sessions uh, if you've been dating over a year. But you definitely don't want to give sort of an open-ended window because that's when shit starts to go downhill big time. Yeah, and I think with that, having a time frame in mind allows you to structure your argument and your viewpoint better than just this endless list of every little thing that's upset yeah. you. you know, yeah. If you pick two or three big ones that have led you to feel a certain way and, and let her know that those are the big ones, you get out of, again, that tit-for-tat situation. Um, I think a couple of quick notes are important. Keeping your emotions in check. Don't get angry. Don't let them get a rise out of you and be reactive. A lot of people do not handle rejection very well. Which means don't be on alcohol. Don't be on other substances mm. that can allow you to get in a really adversely emotional state. Uh, we want to be thinking clearly going up to the breakup. And I don't care what your vice is. You don't want to be on anything uh, leading up to this because it can really emotionally charge it in the wrong way. That's a good point. I, and, uh, you know, you've already got the status of sort of being the one who's initiating the breakup in this case. So if their tantrum escalates, don't be afraid to get out of there. But also don't wait around for the messy aftermath. And when things are escalating to like yelling and screaming, sometimes you got to bounce and other times you just got to keep your frame, stay super calm and – once that calmness, honesty, sensitivity kicks in, a lot of times people will calm the hell down and won't let their emotions get the best of them. But if they do, you can bounce. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is, again, a little nuanced. There's no hard and fast rule. But yeah. you want to give her at least enough space to let the initial reaction out. You don't want it to drag on. And I think in any situation, there, there's the first wave you want to ride out the first wave. It may take an hour, may take less, but you certainly don't want to be there recycling, rehashing arguments right. you started the breakup with. You know, you want to get your point across, allow her to get her point across, but in a timeful meaning in a timely, meaningful manner. Yeah. In that said, on the other side of the coin, you definitely don't want to be if you say you've been putting this off forever. She's been driving you nuts. You finally get a plan together because you called one of us here at AOC, and now you're stoked because it's going to be a huge weight off your shoulders. Don't walk up there and be like, hey, just so you know, it's not you, it's me, and I am fucking done, and drop the microphone and walk off stage. That's not going to make her feel very good. She's already going to be upset. You're going to come off as an a-hole. Just be kind, caring, considerate, honest, and follow the points we gave you, and, and you should be – you should be much better. But what what happens, AJ, when people live together? I mean, you've you've like lived with girls before. It it's gonna add a whole new set of complications into the mix. I mean, outside of stocking up on garbage bags for the inevitable move out for <laughs> one person or the other, uh, the important thing to realize is that you know she may not have any other place to go. And Good point. In that situation, you know, maybe she moved and she's in a new area, or uh, maybe you guys have been living together for a while. It's important to realize that at the end of the day, there's going to be this emotional charge. You need to be able to leave, but you may come back and you know she's still packing her stuff. So there's really no yeah, point in awkward. getting incredibly hurtful and incredibly angry and emotionally overreacting only to realize that those feelings are going to be consolidated in that apartment until she leaves. Yeah, it's like a pressure cooker in there, I would imagine. And in, in my uh, most recent situation, you know, I was uh, unfortunate enough due to family issue that I had to, to leave for an extended amount of time, but that actually helped. You know, allowing her to move her stuff out on her at her pace and without me breathing over her or us even like um, trying to figure out who owned what. You know, sometimes people get really attached to certain items. For me, it was like take what you believe is yours and what you need, and that allowed things to dissipate relatively easily. I I couldn't have imagined you know spending the amount of time it took for her to find another place to live uh, together in a in a cohabitation situation. Yeah, that's definitely I can I can understand that for sure. So I mean, it might be worth you know packing up your MacBook Pro and telling your your buddy, hey, I'm going to be smoking hookah and hanging on your couch for a few <laughs> days while she gets her stuff in order. Yeah, I think any true friend would totally understand that situation and probably let you crash there. Um, definitely try to pick a friend who's single. Somehow trying to crash with a guy and a girl just puts a whole lot of pressure because there's all kinds of social complications with on her. On top if, of the fact that now her. you have to explain to his girlfriend yeah. why. The breakup happens, so you're arguing with two women instead of one. Exactly, and if they know each other, forget about it. Now you're asking all kinds of 
things you just your body's going to hate. I I think this is a huge one that guys don't realize. Again, prep preparation is most important here. You can't break up in the middle of an argument. Yeah, I think that's important to realize. It's on. It should not even be on the table when you're fighting. Right. When when you're fighting, the fight needs to dissipate. You guys need to move on, and then in a cool, calm manner that's planned, you then initiate the breakup. I think a lot of guys see the fight as like the perfect time. Like, let me just nitpick her until she can get in a fight, yeah. and then or, boom. Or drop this it is on the her. breaking point. I've had enough of this shit. I'm done. And no matter how much you think that argument is the breaking point. It's not going to serve you well in the cleanup phase of the breakup to break up in the middle of an argument. Yeah. Because no. the argument doesn't get resolved, and now you just add a whole level where she's like, oh, so this was pre planned. You've been thinking about this all along. Right. Uh, it's very important to realize that arguments, especially in relationships, carry a lot of weight. And if the argument itself isn't resolved and moved on from, the breakup's going to be even worse. Yeah. It's piling on. It also adds a weird layer of ambiguity because it's like, Oh, we settled the argument and you broke up with me during this argument, so that means that we're back together, right? And you're like, shit, no. What I wanted to do is break up with you. The argument was my diversion or a thing that happened as a result. And now she's like, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I didn't leave my clothes on the floor anymore, so why are we breaking up? Now you've just got to come up with a new reason. Meanwhile, she's pissed off. And she may take it as a convenient way to exit the argument. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's important to, to dot your I's and cross your T's on the argument and then, and again, a safe place for both of you that is not necessarily your apartment with sharp, sharp objects <laughs> yeah. and things. I, I think after the breakup too, one of the keys, and there's a few just really salient points, and um, don't go on Facebook, change your status to single, delete all the photos, untag yourself from everything in her profile or block her or anything weird like that um, unless you've absolutely have to because she's going apeshit on your wall. I think it's extremely important and this is for an entirely other show on social media and handling that in the digital age of dating. I think it's extremely important to keep your emotional outbursts off of social media. Yes. There's a lot of things that in the moment you know, may prove your point or may sound like, uh, hey, listen everyone, now you see how crazy my ex was and I'm free and liberated and it, it may give you a, a small amount of satisfaction in the moment, but it'll do a long-term amount of damage to your online identity. And, and those things are regrettable, and people see that. You know, mm-hmm. When something like that pops in someone else's feed who may have even seen you as a potential interest, it can really color you in the wrong way. Like, yeah. wow, look at this harsh asshole who is going to break up with his girlfriend on social media. Yeah. And you know, Facebook does offer you the ability to hide stuff from your feed. So you can hide breakups from your feed. I definitely recommend it. I've, the two that I've gone through in the social media age uh, happen offline. Mm-hmm. And the people that mattered who were actually like checking in on my relationship status online, if it was public, they asked me offline. Again, it was not done online. The last thing you need is, yay, I'm single, and then 17 likes from 14 different girls <laughs> and a conversation with your buddy in the comment section about why you guys broke up. You know, that is, again, privacy issues in relationships are a really big concern for both parties. And I feel like you owe it to someone that you're willing to date to, yeah. to keep those things private. I, I agree. I think the way that anybody handles a breakup, especially when it comes to the way that other people look at it, says a lot about who you are. Um, so you got to give it some time. You got to let it take its the process needs to take care of itself and just because you had you know the talk and you got it off your chest doesn't mean you can then go nuts and post yourself like giving girls tongue downs on facebook all the time um you've got to respect going on the a, relationship. a bender yeah you know exactly. a lot of guys will be like okay well let me just hop on the party train and and ride to vegas and have a crazy blowout weekend in vegas but again there's a cool off period that happens after a break off that everyone needs to emotionally go through and adding substances and parting into that mix only prolongs the damage. It doesn't alleviate the damage. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, It's easy to self-medicate and just bury your head in the sand. And it's cool to go out and have fun with your friends, but you should probably avoid going out and being drunk for three straight weeks and going out and having that type of fun with with and remember, those substances only reinforce what you're already mentally feeling. <laughs> so yeah, good point. if you're in a negative space through a breakup and you're frustrated or angry, mixing in alcohol is only going to double or triple the, that impact on you. So it's great to blow off some steam with your buddies. But the important thing is to reach out to the people that matter to you. And even if it's a video game, you know, you can still enjoy that with a buddy without having to go wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. I, I love the no contact rule. This is something we got from 
multiple people and probably invented ourselves by accident, but no contact after you break up for a while. That means no Facebook, no Twitter, no calls, no hanging out at their house. If you think you're going to see each other at a party or something like that, that's a situation that you might want to avoid. Um, chances are, luckily for guys, she'll probably avoid it and you can probably go and get away with it. But uh, well, just the other thing is, you know, and naturally you may want to just take a little peek to see how she's reacting. And the last thing yes. you need to see is five guys liking her single status right. and a bunch of dudes who were pining over her hopping on that party train. Yeah. I always hated him. He was a dick and didn't treat you right, baby. Shit like that. That can be very hurtful. So I think the cooling off period involves just avoiding social media and the, those things that, that last. You know, The stuff on Facebook, even though you delete it or you've moved on from it, ultimately can really say a lot about you and says a lot about her. And maybe there are certain things that you don't want to see after yeah. the breakup, right? The point is to move on. Exactly. And, and literally don't even – don't like anything. Don't comment on anything. You're just inviting conversation, drama, trolling – all kinds of stuff. Mixed clean, messages, right? Clean break, yeah. Clean break starts in the real world, ends on the internet. Yeah, anything you're doing offline in terms of relationship communication, obviously you guys probably aren't talking after the breakup unless it's to coordinate some logistics of her moving out or you moving out, uh, needs to happen online as well. I think that transitions into the next point. Don't leave false hope. Uh, don't be that guy who's like, yeah, I just, you know, I need a break. Um, let's try again later when I get, you know, this whole thing sorted with my job, school, family, blah, blah, blah. That basic, because you know damn well you're just like, fuck it, I don't want this anymore. But you don't want to be like, eh, here are the reasons. You're just like, oh, I'm crazy busy yeah, with work. My, right. my buddy's called the L.A. maybe, right? No one in L.A. really says no to anything. and They, know, they never really say yes to anything. They're just kind of like ambiguous. A breakup is not the time to be ambiguous because, again, she can read into things in the wrong way. So mm -hmm. if you're firm about this being a breakup and this being the end, then that needs to carry over in the words you, you choose and letting her know that like, well, you know, if you just correct this or that, there's a chance. Uh, it's the old dumb and dumber. So you're saying yeah. there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, and given an opportunity like that, depending on her wherewithal, you know, may lead to even more drama down the line. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. T telling somebody you need space or you want to take a break when what you mean is I don't want to see you ever again. You just forever. don't have the balls to be like we're right. through is way worse. Yeah. Way worse than just ripping the bandage off. Yeah. It, it just realize someone's always going to be more hurt. It's never mutual. That's something that people say when they are not feeling good about how things shook out or when they want to – when they say, well, you know, we just worked it out. It's mutual. Nope. One person hates you way more. That's for sure the case. So it's also important for your friends to realize that you want space on Facebook to not deal with drama. So they shouldn't be inciting drama by logging into her Facebook and being like, hey, check out this photo. Like, let your friends know. I don't really want to know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not logging in, nor should you be. Because friends have a funny way of doing that. They'll, like, hop on. They'll see her make a comment. They'll be like, hey, did you know that Joe is liking her status? Yeah. And that can lead to a whole bunch of mental shit that you don't really want to deal with. So let your friends know I'm t it's handled offline. I don't want to know what's going on online. That's and a good point. It's a good way for you to have a clean break. Yeah, that's a great point. I remember one of my exes, this is years ago, she got really pissed off at me after being broken up with for at least three to six months. Uh, no, it was probably even longer than that. She was furious because her brother, who I happen to be friends with on Facebook, sent her a picture of like me laying in a park with like a new girl, literally that I met like six months after we'd broken up. And she's like, I see you just moved right into something new. And I'm like, well, that's not really true. But like, thanks a lot her, to her brother. Like, thanks a lot for making your sister just go insane for another month and a half about right. a freaking Facebook photo. And if your buddy who she's fr Facebook friends with decides to post all your Vegas Bender photos – Guess who's seeing them? Yeah, of course. She's going to take a look. Oh, was, were they with, was it with John? Was he with AJ? Was Jordan there? Let me see. Oh, he's got a girl with him. What a fucking dick. I bet he's banging her. He's probably been banging her the whole time. Meanwhile, it's your cousin who you met up with in Vegas. And ultimately, words on paper stick around a lot longer. Yeah. And things can be misconstrued. So mm -hmm. I do everything in private. Even when I'm letting my friends know that a breakup's happened, I'm not doing it over email. I'm not Facebook messaging them. Anything that's on paper, in record, can be passed along to someone else mm -hmm. without your knowledge and can lead to bigger complications. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's definitely true. And last but not least, don't tell people about it until after it's done, especially 
females. I hate to stereotype, but there is there's all there's just a no good no good can come out of telling a bunch of people that you're going to break up with your girlfriend. If it gets back to her before you have a chance to get to it, you have lost your element of hate to say surprise, but you've lost the element of organization. You've lost control of that situation. And let's think about the game of telephone we played as kids. How quickly after the third or fourth person hears about it do the details change and are things <laughs> manipulated? And how disrespected would you feel too if you found out that third same party. way? Yeah. Oh, how long are you having these feelings? Obviously, you told your buddy and his girlfriend knew. Yeah. And, you know, you never know. And you think, oh, you know, it's safe. It's all good. Let me count how many times. And I know this has happened to me. This happened in high school. I know it happened to a bunch of my friends in college. I'm sure, AJ, you've heard of this. You tell your friend. He mentioned something to some guy that you're both friends with. Meanwhile, you don't know that that guy has been wanting your girlfriend for two straight years and is in love with her secretly. He can't wait to get on the phone and tell her that you're going to break up with her and how much of a dick you are because he wants to be the guy who catches her when she falls, and he hates you anyway. And the opposite can also happen where you're in that situation. So I was hanging out with a buddy, and he was having you know breakup thoughts and feelings. And we had the discussion offline and then we ended up chatting on Facebook about it and somehow we got in the conversation of the breakup and I had chatted with him about it. And then he left his laptop there. His girlfriend opened up the laptop and then I was the bad guy who was egging the breakup on. So it's very important that you realize, again, words on paper have meaning that can be translated differently to different people and you don't want to be in that situation where now you're caught in the middle or you're catching someone else in the middle like he didn't want me to be in the middle of his breakup sure, yeah. you know we were just sort of talking about it a little bit on social media i didn't think that his, his girlfriend would have access to his laptop but you yeah, never know sure so yeah. text messaging it sending it out to people who really aren't that important to knowing the full details of your mm-hmm. relationship before she knows is a complete no-no. Not to mention going hand-in-hand with are you sure of making it a breakup. There have been a million times, and you can see this happening. I'm sure everybody listening has had a friend. You you, you break up with your girlfriend. She knows that you talked to – that I talked to AJ about it beforehand. Now, if something happens down the line and we get back together, it was drama, it was a false alarm, we end up dating two years later under totally different circumstances, you're still a fucking dick. Guess who's she not still invited to the wedding? You. Yeah, she still hates you because you're a better scapegoat than the guy who she's dating again. Meanwhile, it was all your fault. And a lot of times we're just, you know, we're bouncing back what our buddies are saying. Sure. It's more important for us to agree and be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But in in her mind, you know, I'm the one who's inciting the the breakup. Yeah. And it's just then it's a whole kind of drama. And, you know, you go, oh, well, you know, you're not going to go, hey, listen, you know what? Adrian was an innocent bystander. I was just telling him this. She's going to go. Wait a minute. So now she's mad at you. No, you're going to go, yeah, AJ was kind of a dick back Well, last week anyway, you took out the sorry, garbage bro. and you took me to dinner. You were great. And then you had drinks with AJ and now I'm the worst thing ever and you want to dump me? Yeah. Fuck AJ. Exactly. Yeah, it's all well, your not fault. Not in a good way. It's all your fault. So, guys, we actually assembled, uh, since we've gotten this question so much, aside from this podcast, we've actually assembled an ebook. It's free. Uh, it's at theartofcharm.com slash breakups. We can do that, right? And basically, you just have to enter your email. We'll email it to you. Again, totally free. It's uh, it's not nothing big, but it outlines some specific plans, shows you how to make a breakup plan, gives you some tips, outlines a lot of what we said here. And uh, last but not least, it actually has examples of like what to do when she starts crying, what to do if she starts freaking the hell out at you and gets emotional and starts you know swatting at you or like smashing your xbox with a baseball bat whatever it's got a lot of specific actual scripts of like what to do when and that can be very very important you can use it as a reference guide and uh, also there's a little form there that you can get in touch with us about hey i need help making a breakup plan because i don't want this to go wrong and we'll uh, we'll help support you when you do this yeah as always it's a difficult decision that i think deserves uh the right amount of thought and as a high-value male, which we're striving to be, we don't want to be leaving people in negative situations that could impact the rest of their life. And those are the turning points that really uh, can color you know, all males in the wrong fashion. Mm-hmm. And how many <laughs> of us have been dating a girl who tells us about their ex and basically dumps all of this shit about how the breakup was terrible and you're just like, who is this guy? Why is he screwing over such a great girl? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, check it out at theartofcharm.com slash breakups. Pass this show on. 
to friends of yours who are in, pass it on to that guy who's still in that relationship because he doesn't know how to pull the trigger. This might be the impetus that he needs to take action and finally get rid of that toxic person in his life and pass it along to people that you know who aren't breaking up or aren't even in relationships because I think a lot of times people look at relationships in a totally different way and you know I think knowing how things might end sort of helps you start things in the right way as well. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week. Go out there and get social and leave everything better than you found it.